Hello and welcome to There Will Be Film. I'm your host, Nathan Dice Roberts. I'm here once again with Heidi Regan. Hi. He puts the high in Heidi Regan and Stuart Laws. Come see me on tour. <laughs> he puts the come see me on tours and Stuart Laws. And our guest is freelance tech journalist, the inimitable Chris Sutcliffe. Thank you so much for having me. Chris, I was just going to ask, what do you put into what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Stu puts Thank the so come in, come me. see yeah. me on tour. I'm trying. Thank you so much for having me. Are you being... Yeah, you can't do it. It's not it's like impossible. him. What's yeah. going on? You can't be... Yeah. You're inimitable. On? You're inimitable. Oh, thank you. No one can imitate. Yeah, yeah. you were inimitating, whatever the word is. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was intimating. Yeah. Oh. Intimating is the highest form of flattery, <laughs> as we all know. Uh, as we always say to you, Chris. <laughs> uh, but Chris, I'm going to um, ask you straight up top. I'm going to come in with the hottest question. What is your favourite film? Of all time. Of all time. Uh, no, the past six weeks. Ooh. We're going very Same answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I would say it's still and has been for year, probably decades at this point, Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. Oh, yeah, nice. one of the best action movies ever made, one of the best examinations of a father-son relationship. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, like me, I assume, have a troublesome relationship with your father, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so it really helps kind of work through that and also Nazis. Yeah, yeah. those have Nazi issues. Yeah. 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 yeah, I have a terrible relationship with Nazis. With my Nazis, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was resolved when I saw that film. <laughs> I think it is the best Indiana Jones film. Yeah, yeah. I definitely. Think the first one, Hot Take, I think is quite boring. I think it's really technically good, but quite boring. I agree with that. The second one is way more fun, but objectively less well made. And the third one is the perfect fusion of the two. I'm really yeah. surprised that you like it because me and you have had an argument about Mad Max Fury Road for years. Yeah. And you basically say, oh, it's just one big chase. Yeah. But effectively, that is what Last Crusade is. Or when I think of Last Crusade, it has, um, you know, clues with Little Book. Yeah. And it has fun <laughs> chat with Sean Connery being sassy. When I think of Fury Road, I think of a car just going, <laughs> that's, <it. laughs> that's fair. So that's all I'm saying. Also, I think what Last Crusade does, what it solves for me is the two sort of the second leads in Raiders and Temple are females. <laughs> But what Last Crusade does is replace it with an old white man. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I yeah. much prefer this. I wanted to bring that up. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so everyone always says about Temple of Doom. Oh, it's, you know, Willie, the female lead in that is so annoying because Spielberg was going through a divorce at the time and he was projecting all those issues onto the female protagonist. Mm. The female protagonists in Crusade are Nazis yeah. and nobody ever brings that up. So what mm. was he going through at that point? Mm. He just found out <laughs> about <laughs> World War II. <laughs> oh my God, Hi. he just coincidentally yeah. <laughs> used Nazis in the first one. Like, oh my God, these guys were actually really bad. Yeah. These guys yeah. are real? Yeah. Those <laughs> <laughs> so were sort of like cartoon fictional things we were doing. Oh God, this With is wild. With the wolf's head and the lightning bolts and all that stuff, they just seem so cartoony. So I, getting rid of female co-leads, co mm. I guess the original title for the third one was The Last Taboo. <laughs> this is my new intel <laughs> we got to hit the incel crowd hard alright I don't think it's this new uh, <laughs> been around for a while is that what you were googling on your phone <laughs> well this is the thing there is a problem right with the female lead in the first one Raiders of the Lost Ark because is there's the discussion that... of the fact that they had had an affair yeah. or a, 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 some sort of a relationship and that's why he'd fallen out with her dad. And then if you do the math, she was 15 at the time. Yeah. Oh, you know that was, uh, who did the maths and ruined it for <laughs> well, her? Well, that does explain his yeah. relationship yeah. in the short round as well. <laughs> so, George Lucas wanted her to be 11 originally <laughs> in, in when they had the 
the romantic dalliance. Genuinely, there are like transcripts of a conversation between Kasner, uh, Spielberg, and Lucas, where Lucas is like, I just think it would be funny. It would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> just and to laugh. pushing back on it a little bit. And they're like, well, can we do 12? Uh, and then trying to scale it up and up. And I think Kazdan is, try- is trying his hardest to be like, mm, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's a bizarre thing. Like things were pushed for so hard. Yeah. Like. So what I'm, was Lucas going through? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I'm sorry. It's. It's a deal breaker for me. If yeah. if Indy can't be a pedophile, I won't do the film. <laughs> do the it picture. does change things, doesn't it? Yeah. In that he. So he technically was like, we don't know what quite the extent of their affair was, but he's definitely, um, being inappropriate with a 15 year old. And then wild. And it's disgust of just like this is our hero and falling out with her dad. And it's just like, so I guess we're supposed to side with Indy. Oh. But the dad's reacting in a way. <laughs> yeah, like, Why is this 27 year old? <laughs> yeah, Professor Ravenwood, quite rightly, was just like, get the fuck away from my daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this makes sense now because in the Dial of Destiny, he's trying to go back to, is it ancient Greece? Yes. Where there was no such thing as statue of, of, um, of <laughs> age consent. Oh, he's he like, says. I want to That's stay here. <laughs> 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 Look at his, yeah. his eye line, he's just, he's spied up a couple of teen girls. <laughs> That's the final shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, Indy will return next time. <laughs> yeah, because they literally have to drag him back to the present. Like, yeah. he's ha- he wants to stay there. Oh, I've not seen that one. Um, I it's impossible to spoil it on that bad. Don't take me! <laughs> I am um, the... Crusade one, I always loved. I remember it had so many quotable bits, but like the Jesus was a carpenter. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That whole section is fantastic. Yeah. You have chosen wisely. <laughs> <laughs> it's just phenomenal. Yeah, we had um, my flat uh, in Kentish Town. Ooh. We had um, <laughs> not my flat, a flat I lived in, but yeah. Um, we had a table that, like, after parties, it would be covered in different glasses and we'd play a game of, like, take something off the table and try... I think this is a dull anecdote. Cut this, please. <laughs> Correct. But um, we, I think we just used to... You have chosen this anecdote. Poorly. <laughs> <laughs> this guy has been following me around town. Yeah. Like, All my dates. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally, I want to abandon the anecdote. It ended with us thinking that the... Knight would walk in on us. <laughs> I really don't want to have a I've genuinely forgotten what the point was. Oh. No, I think you made the right call to uh, to abandon that halfway through. Thank you. Much like Indiana Jones being back, brought back to the present, I'm going to drag you away Yay. and bring you back into the present nice. moment. I thought you were going to say when Indy abandons the grail to reach oh. his father's hand. Oh, and completing I'm his character arc. the hope that there was a point to that story. You're abandoning that 15-year-old anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> Would oh that God, Indy could give 15-year-old things up so easily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Chris, is there, so you, you're a fan of Indiana Jones. Is there a movie that you've seen that's like changed your life? Has a movie ever changed your life? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There was, I think it was um, Fellowship of the Ring came out oh and God. I'd been a, like a massive fan of The Hobbit growing up. Mm-hmm. And really at that point, what was the state of, big budget fancy movies. It was Dungeons and Dragons, which was shite. Mm. Apart from Jeremy, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Irons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who's having the time of his life. But yeah. then you sort of go, wow, actually we're getting sort of fancy out of this kind of genre ghetto and it can be, people can see it for this kind of, you know, Terry Pratchett called it the mother of genres because you can explore themes in it that you wouldn't be able to in 
real world films because you know real world films carry a certain amount of baggage in terms of place well, these have carry baggage, baggage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you going for it baggage <laughs> sorry Chris go on <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah so I, I was just kind of the beginning of lifelong love of sci-fi and fantasy after seeing it on the on the big silver screen oh. I think they so it changed your life for the worse it did okay. yeah because yeah tattoo <laughs> of Smaug obviously so that's wow. obviously yeah that's Indelibly um, linked now, and it's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, fun anecdote on that when. This one's shorter. Brace yourselves, guys. <laughs> <laughs> when I used to live with Chris, right, and when I had just started dating my now wife. Oh, oh. it's got all big the moment. moment. It's got all the classic Heidi <laughs> tropes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was you like, had a franger in your pocket. I had a franger in my pocket. I actually and wish you uh, had the ability to skip for 15 seconds whilst recording the podcast as well as listening. <laughs> and then she was. Oh, uh, I'm trying to skip. Um, basically, I was like, time to make her watch Lord of the Rings with me, yeah. test her metal. And she came around to watch it with me and Chris and Rahul, our other flatmate. And me and Chris, I don't think we discussed it in advance, but we each ran to our rooms, came back down with our cloaks and our oh Lord of the Rings God. rings hanging off our necklace and sat down either side of Kat. And then immediately as the first line starts, just started quoting the film constantly. It was, it was the best possible stop. environment for her to experience it and for the first she time. Yeah. It. it was like... Kat still... is the most patient human being on planet Earth. Well, she didn't watch The Two Towers, so how patient. <laughs> this is the second time I've heard of someone watching Fellowship of the Ring with you and being like, I'm not doing the rest. Yeah, but Sunil has changed his mind. He says we will watch two hours at some point. But he decided, I didn't quote this time with that, but I did constantly go, that's the extended version. That's the extended <laughs> Sounds like a nightmare. Yes, yeah, so Heidi recently watched it with um, former guest of the pod, Sunil Patel. And how long did it take you guys to watch the one film? I think it was like five hours to watch one <laughs> film. Oh, my God. But that's because he kept stopping it whenever I made any noise, and I can't not make noise. <laughs> yeah. What in that passive-aggressive way of saying, Maybe. I'll pause the film because I actually want to engage with this. So I like, think so, yeah. Yeah, that's so my like, move. oh, he really wants to hear what I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now we're going to go into the first round, which is the fill-in-the-blanks round, uh, where I'll give you a piece of film trivia, and you have to fill in the blanks. First piece of trivia, the makers of The Notebook hired Ryan Gosling because he was... Blank. Very good in the audition. <laughs> Incorrect. Oh. He fucked he up the terrible. audition. Yeah. He was terrible. He, d- he did a self-tape, but he kept farting. He, he thought they were quieter, but the mics were picking them up. <laughs> mm. I think he was so uh, eager and wanted to show the right attitude that he sent his CV in a notebook ah. as a nod to it. And he does that for every film he's ever been in. So, like, for Barbie, he wrote, Please hire me in dismembered uh, Ken Dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then for the film Drive, he drove his CV through their shop window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went to the, the movie shop. That's yeah, the where everyone shop. gets to pitch, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. And for Place Beyond the Pines, he. Um, he bought a house beyond the pines and he what? sent his. I've not seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> and for Blue Valentine, he. He got them blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> he got them blue balls. He got, he got those blue balls, baby. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think, no, don't come. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I might know this one. Is it because he is going to have such 
attractive children with Eva Mendes mm. that the studio wanted to lock that down early, sort of like preemptive nepotism. So oh, they wanted to sort of like we go, know that we're making we, an investment. Yeah, in exactly. We're investing children. in the family so that we can then have nepotism going later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because in his contract, um, the producers did lay claim to his children. That, yeah. 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 It's, yeah, yeah. it's like I mean, really Hollywood contract. You know Hollywood contracts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hollywood. They're crazy. Yeah. AI. Yeah. Yeah. I just got some theories on Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that Hollywood works. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's actually a brilliant idea, that, because if you don't like an actor but they're actually pretty good, you just go, well, they're just preemptive nepotism. Yeah. yeah. They're only hired because of who the kids are. And it's sort of yeah. like a brother of who their kids like will be. Reports. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Samantha Morton's just in a pool somewhere being like <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively's just <laughs> 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 Tom Cruise runs around <laughs> Just watching the notebook, the credits come up. Executive produced by Precog Three. <laughs> <laughs> And then they interview her and she's like, I really enjoyed writing. <laughs> <laughs> um, did he keep forgetting to send his self-tape in? Because it's all about Alzheimer's. I've actually never seen The Notebook. Is oh. Alzheimer's, about, is it Alzheimer's is. about The Notebook? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alzheimer's what? is about, it's a pre-con. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, actually, I've never seen The Notebook because... Um, like a date has never shown me. I think that's the only reason, way men, mm. most men are shown the notebook is it's their girlfriend. It's shown a piece of fruit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think their girlfriend or partner will generally force them to watch the notebook at some point. Yeah, when they should be forcing them to watch Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so how do, what, what are the context of the use of the notebook? Uh, so I think I did go to see it with a, a female partner. Yeah. Oh, so, ooh. She loves yeah. you referring to her in yeah. such a sexy way. <laughs> Every one woman does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's so arch when he talks about me. It's wonderful. She's biologically female. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Do we get a discount? <laughs> she is not a child. No child ticket, please. <laughs> you better put out at the end of this. <laughs> I'm pulling out all the stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. He's telling her the story of how they met that she has Alzheimer's. Yeah. Oh, I'm tearing it's up. Sad, I think. Yeah. I've only watched bits. Is that not the plot of Fifty First Dates as well? Yes, they yeah. are. They, they, are, they, are, they are the same so movie, right? right. <laughs> you can watch them side by side and they sync up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The answer is because he wasn't sexy. Oh. Yeah. So I think they were like, oh, this guy isn't like conventionally like hunky. So let's give it to him. And the whole world was like, nah, uh, uh. Mm. Oh, he made me feel horny. Pre cog, more like pre cum. <laughs> <laughs> That's my letterbox That's review. That's <laughs> five stars, heart. <laughs> a genuinely horrifying moment for me every time pre cum emerges. I. <laughs> In my head, can picture a murder, <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's and I know it's in the future. <laughs> I'm like, oh no! I could stop the murder now or see this pre come through to completion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I know which one I always. The problem, yeah. The problem is at full evacuation. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. forget. 
So you've got a very oh. limited window to yeah. solve this murder. Yeah. That's what makes it happen. <laughs> if you come, the murder will go through. But if you pull back, then it won't happen. Yeah. So you've got to choose your pleasure or their pain. I feel like I'm at a pro-life rally. <laughs> <laughs> Question two. On the subject of pro-life rallies, to make sure Snow White and the Seven Dwarves had a special one-time sound, Walt Disney blank. I think he, um, I, I know, I hear, he recorded the... I'll just have a I pre feel <laughs> <laughs> He went and recorded all the animators scratching away at their pads live so that you could, while you're watching the film, you can hear them drawing. Wow. That's nice. Mm. That's, nice. That's really nice. Tremendous strain on the animator's yeah. wrist. Yeah. <laughs> Did he snap a mouse's spine? Oh, beautiful as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't relate to anything that's happening on screen just no, periodically yeah. <laughs> it's just there no, and that sound is now in public domain <laughs> ah, Steamboat Willie <laughs> I think I do know this one but yeah, yeah if no, you want to real answers it's pretty heinous didn't he prevent the actress who voiced Snow White from then going on to voice any other role <gasps> Yeah, but he's, I mean, close. Like, he prevented her from singing in any other, uh, any other roles. Yeah. Oh, he, wasn't, well, he didn't just, like, say, you're not allowed to talk yeah, from I, now on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like That's a really fucking good idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you should use that for Why a move, you move about a Walt Disney's anus when you went Yeah, <laughs> this pretty anus. It's this pretty anus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a moot point. Um, yeah, that's the real magic. Yeah. Yeah, like um, she had this super like strict contract. It's like you can't sing in any other film. I think she did a little bit of voice work. She did a little bit of singing in Wizard of Oz, right? Mm. Somewhere, some nothing thing. But yeah, he uh, stole her voice oh. like a true Disney villain. But he's dead now. So he is dead now. So um, time as far as has we know. vindicated her. Mm. <laughs> 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 she got the last laugh. <laughs> And I think they should do that again for the new one, yeah. just to keep in, you know, yeah, 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 Disney's yeah. tradition. For all the Disney films, they should do it like whoever does Simba can never do a roar again. That yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Rachel Ziegler, she can't sing in anything else, which probably it would be a good thing. So I think, doesn't she sing in the new Hunger Games? Isn't the new Hunger yes. Games like yeah, a yeah. full She's on a musical? Singer. singer. Yeah, She's a proper singer. That sounds like a fucking mm. nightmare. Yeah. Why are you saying that like Michael <laughs> Caine? <Singer>. In- <laughs> <laughs> She was a singer. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're going on to round two, The Big Pitch, where we're going to pitch a sequel to a film which should never have a sequel. So this week, we're going to do a sequel to a film which should never have a sequel, something that both of you two love, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Now, I think technically, is it The Zimmerillion? No. 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 Talking out of our pretty anuses <laughs> when we say we cannot wait to pitch the sequel to Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Mm, I'm, I'm delighted that we've been yeah. asked to pitch this. I love you all wearing. I love that you're wearing cloaks. Of course, yep. this is. Yeah, this we is would it. not appreciate that. Yep, everyday cloak. I'm might wearing not. the invisibility cloak that Frodo gets from Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It is a tease. Yeah. <laughs> Am I being teased? <laughs> he doesn't know if that's the right reference. <laughs> um, I, have, yeah, I think, uh, Chris, um, you had something to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, we... Right. We fulfill different roles, don't we? Mm. So you're very much the, the visionary. You've got the big picture. Yeah. Whereas Heidi, you're very much character. You're very yeah. character focused. And I, I'm sort of focused on like, like how everyone's getting on on the set. Yeah. So yeah. I, and I will vibes. update you. We want that. it yeah. to be very bad vibes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah nice. we're going to do a sort of very Kubrick. We're going to really traumatize these yeah. children. Okay, nice. Yeah. Bringing back toxicity yeah. to Hollywood. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We want Frodo to look a lot more, like, because it's after. Uh, that, well, that's interesting because yeah. I was thinking, as we know, as we know, as we know, Middle Earth. Yes. used to be a disc, right? And then Eru Iluvatar turned it into a globe. Yes. And then countless aeons passed, and that is now our world. Yeah. So, you know, we effectively live in Middle Earth. What if, right, a geologist finds evidence that the Earth used to be a disc, right? And he, he's laughed out of all the conferences, like that guy who discovered plate tectonics. And then he goes to a volcano to try and find proof. He's chipping away, he's chipping away. What does he find? Fossilized golem, right? Mm. Now, from there... A little bit of the magic of the ring has seeped into Gollum when he got into the lava. Gollum is back to life in 2014. And from there, I see it as a sort of buddy comedy, planes, trains, automobiles, get Gollum to a conference type yeah, movie. Yeah, because it, you mean our 2014. I'm, well, yeah. I remember <laughs> from our picture. I do feel this is the first time um, we've done one of these pitches and I'm fully convinced that you have got this written. Like, <laughs> you have got a 300-page binder with this fully locked down. I've got the co- I've got the concept art. I've got everything. I've got the gags. Cast is nailed gag down, heavy? by the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, a, yeah it's a buddy yeah. comedy. And so the buddy is um, Gollum. Yeah. Re, re, not reimagined. Re. He's sort of been, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he Gollum. was just frozen inside the like the lava of Mount Doom for well countless aeons, like I said. Yeah, yeah. But he's mellowed out. Yeah, and he's, as you would. His conflict is, I want to find the ring. And then his buddy's conflict is, I don't know what you're talking about. I want to prove that this earth was once flat from Numenor. (laughs) (laughs) So basically what's being communicated via the subtext is a very pro-flat earth message. Yeah. Because you are communicating that the earth was at some point or, or is flat. Yeah, but if you accept that, you have to accept elves as well. And... Gollum, who is here as a zombie. <laughs> okay, so you're basically saying to our right-wing contingent, we will vindicate your flat-earth <laughs> beliefs so long as we can lump in elves. You get yeah, yeah, super yeah. into yeah. elves. So <laughs> provided like I see elves to the right-wing yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. Sub- okay. like elves have always been a little right-wing. The president yeah. puts forward a bill and then says, but you got to okay these other bits of the bill. So this is the flat-earth bill, but you have to admit that elves once ruled the land <laughs> and that my buddy Gollum here has a right to exist yeah okay cool so it's almost like a buddy comedy yep. buddy with mixed in with like a political judicial thriller yeah it's a, it's a, it's a sort of mix of um, Don't Look Up and Plain Strange and Automobiles and Short Circuit and yeah. uh, Lord of the Rings Lord of the Rings and yeah. the Rings. And yeah. the big big montage scene of sort of getting in there well, this is because, yeah. I mean, he doesn't have a passport, no. right? He doesn't have any clothes, so there's a sort of, like, 90s get Gollum dressed up montage yeah, going on. Yeah, running through a supermarket, yeah. like, and, like, and then, grabbing yeah. clothes. All and... sorts of, like, hilarious jokes when they stay over. Like, he's, um, he's like, 
what's the Wi-Fi password, Precious? Yeah. And he's changed it to Precious. So he just goes, yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> and it's okay. sort of yeah. like, who's yeah, on yeah. first thing? And Gollum won't have seen who's on first. No. Yeah. And yeah so like he, he goes past H.M. Samuels and a bunch of rings in the window. He's like, I think I can get used to this. <laughs> he looks at <laughs> <in> the camera. <laughs> yeah, he, he, <laughs> He just looks and goes, yes, please. <laughs> but it's, that montage starts with a karaoke scene, mm. which is like they're finally getting on. And we use that as a classic thing used in cinema to use karaoke as like a bonding sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then, because it's 2014, they're singing Happy, obviously. But Gollum's changing the lyrics all of the time. <laughs> and then obviously it then becomes the montage. So you hear the singing, it's part of it. And then at the end it comes back and they have a great time. So it's like clap along if you feel like a king without a ring. Yeah. But in a Gollum, Gollum voice. <laughs> <laughs> clap along if you feel like my precious is the truth. You know, that sort oh, of stuff. Yeah, 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 uh, clap yeah. along if you feel like that's what Frodo want to do. Because I'm <laughs> So that's the sort of, that's the yeah. big, so middle of the second act. Okay, this is this is big, but where's the antagonist? Because that's that's the issue. I don't Obviously, Sauron still exists. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Sauron and Melchior. Uh, yeah, Sauron and Melchior are in the karaoke room next door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're and drowning he it out. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, my foe has returned. Yeah, so instead of the uh, all seeing eye, now it's the all hearing ear. <laughs> <laughs> and just going, oh, 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 oh. That was a good audio. That was um, a brilliant audio. And yeah, so Sauron, uh, he still exists in the world, and he's been... The he, entire time, he's not been fossilised, he has been yeah, and omnipresent. Yeah, um, Spoiler alert, he works for uh, a big oil. <laughs> it is political, actually. <laughs> Any further questions? Oh, just no, no. no yeah, yeah, oh no, yeah. that that checks out. So Sauron yeah, yeah, works yeah, for Big yeah. Oil. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we want to normalise Sauron a bit, don't we? Yeah, yeah, definitely. A little bit. Well, oil. yeah. So we're trying I mean, to vindicate it, Big Oil. Yeah. Um, so no, saying like they're human too. They're regular. It's important, like when. Well, he wasn't. He was part of the Maya, but you know. Was written. <laughs> it was like a clearer, like there are good, there are bad. Yeah. Whereas now modern heroes have to, uh, villains have to have depth mm. to them. Mm. Mm. Thanos. Johnny Depth. Thanos, Johnny Depth. Johnny Depth. <laughs> so I'm just thinking it's like, you know, everyone's talking about the eye of Sauron, aren't they? But no one's ever asking about their mind. Mm. And so we really delve into how they're feeling. Yeah. And Don't. spoiler, he's pissed off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <And laughs> he racist. looks at the camera and says, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he, he says the O word a lot. But I think isn't that an issue because we're talking about um, we're looking into Zora, Zora's mind, but isn't an issue that he's intellectualizing his feelings rather than feeling his feelings? Ah, one should yes. feel their feelings. And, that and where is, do we feel feelings? In our tummy. In our pretty anuses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two places. A bunch of places. Yeah. Yeah. Are you suggesting we have Sauron go through therapy? Ideally, I'd like to see him um, yeah. change, well, he needs to change over the course of a film. Yeah, yeah. I think there's definitely scope for um, while Gollum is running naked through a supermarket looking for clothing, mm -hmm. we intercut that with Sauron crying in therapy. I, j I just love the image of the tower on its side on a therapist's couch <laughs> and, <laughs> and the eye is resting like the head on the pillow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's beautiful. So um, where did the film end up? So 
how cinemas home theater okay okay interesting yeah. ultimately tiktok yes. uh, yeah, okay that's a small segment like in about we see it more as thriving in about 15 years on tiktok or whatever mm-hmm. the equivalent where people are saying this was actually really underrated and little shots of the therapy scene and people saying like sauron taught me how to feel yeah. yeah, you will see no money from this picture. No. No, I'm getting that. I'm getting that. And I, uh, so I've also, this is for the first time, I'm very, I'm known in the industry for green lighting anything. Yeah. I, yeah, you, yeah. They, people call me the green lights. Yeah, you've yeah. greenlit a few of ours. And I'm yeah. Yeah. I cannot believe <laughs> it. Yeah, we, like, we, we pitched a sequel to you for Gladiator and we called it Sadiator. I love green lit that. <laughs> yeah, audiences hated it. Yeah, yeah. They did not go and, for it. Was at that? All. And we called it Gladiolas. For another one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is the first time I've actually um, greenlit two different approaches to the same movie. I was like, let's just see what happens. You know, let's They'll just figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. You're a people pleaser. I like... I'm a people pleaser. That is my issue. Do you want to take a lie down on the couch yeah. and you can solve your issues? <laughs> okay, I'm just going to lie down. So, my issue. You, is... Sauron, and Maximus all in therapy together. <laughs> yeah. Is this another pitch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, okay, no, where's my green light? Where's, where's my third green light? I am Maximus Derridi. <laughs> <laughs> And I am supposed to be a gladiator, but I am a sad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a people pleaser. I just feel they need to be entertained. No, this is, as much as I enjoy slash adore green lighting, this is the first time I'm going to have to pass. Yeah, I will have to pass. Did big oil get to you? Look, ignore that big pile of greasy money <laughs> over there just please put that out of your mind no it's because it, I have a very strict no nerds policy and I think this film will attract too mm. many nerds mm. and I just I, I can't be dealing with this it, it, it's true no nerd you know focused pictures have made any money over the last couple of decades so. that was a bit of nerd, nerd sarcasm yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, this, is, this is why I have the rule so is, I'm sorry thank you for coming in but um yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to... I will take your idea. I'm just going to pass with you well, guys. Well, thank you as long as it does get made. Yeah, so if you, see, if you see an iteration of this on screen, it's pure coincidence. Just when, to be part of the process. It's lateral thinking. When did Mr. Greenlight <laughs> abandon wisdom for madness? <laughs> <laughs> you were hoping we got a no so you could find yeah. it. <laughs> That's his catchphrase. <laughs> You've said it all throughout town, and it's <laughs> the first time it has actually uh, checked out. <laughs> Uh, we're now going to go into the third and final round, which is uh, the punch-up, where, Chris, you're going to share an awkward incident that's happened to you maybe recently or historically, something that you don't have closure for. Mm. We're going to punch it up into a movie, and mm. you're going to get the long sort after closure. So is yeah. there something you want to share? Uh, told a 90-year-old man to fuck off. Um, and I go back and forth on whether it was justified based on uh, blood alcohol level. Mm. But we were... It was Christmas. We were all playing games around... Was it Santa? Sort of, uh, it wasn't, unfortunately, yeah. Um, <laughs> And we were all playing games and we were playing articulate. Things were getting very heated. Um, Alcohol had been consumed. And my uncle's dad, who I don't know particularly well, um, not playing the game, just on the sofa, he just chimed in with an answer, which put the opposing team ahead. At which point, I sort of calmly approached him and went, fuck off. Um, And Mm -hmm. it sort of got glossed over at the time, but I've always felt bad about that. And so I would like to know how the medium of film can potentially... I don't want to apologise to the man. I just want to feel better about myself. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Was your uncle's dad? Yeah. Your granddad? No. So it's an uncle by marriage's dad? Yes. Okay, interesting. Wow, so not even joined by blood alcohol. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think um, I would want to look into 
how the uncle, like maybe the uncle's never had anyone talk to him like that and he actually is glad to finally, that shows respect. If you go back into his past and see that yeah. even as a child mm. no one would tell him to fuck off. It's, uh, it's one of these delightful sort of twee movies where we sort of romanticise uh, a weaker member of society. Mm. <laughs> so you say fuck off. Is Chris the weaker member? <laughs> <laughs> and this timid, old, elderly man. Who was cheating, just to be clear. Okay. On his yeah. wife. Mm. <laughs> Unclear. <laughs> In fact, no, 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 no. <laughs> Immediately gets up, climbs out of the window and walks. And walks. And does not give a damn about thoroughfares or <laughs> paths or roads. Just walks mm. where he cares to walk. Mm. As the crow flies, the man walks. And that's what it's called. As the crow flies, the man walks. <laughs> I hate it. Green <laughs> <laughs> <Sweet> light. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> First film I've ever hated. <laughs> you know, I, I want my man it. to die. <laughs> really contributing towards the ethos of the writer's room. Just <laughs> and it becomes a thing. It becomes a big thing. Where where was hmm. where was this? This was up in Warrington, which is halfway between Liverpool and Manchester. Yeah, so oh. luckily he was pointing in the right direction and is heading towards London. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> luckily it's all straight to the Irish Sea. Because he's got a thing, like, this is the first time anyone's told him to fuck off. He's like, yeah. I want more people to tell me to fuck off. I will go uh, to London. I'm going to go, yeah, where are more people going to yeah. tell you to fuck it's, off than London? Yeah. yeah, it's like the Jarrow March, right? <laughs> What's the Jarrow March? The Jarrow March is where... Oh, no. It's uh, Yeah, it is. You need to get the actual specifics of what the Jarrow March is, because it will be offensive to get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's still going to be. It's still going to be fair, right? yeah. I mean, just in context. <laughs> the the Jarrow March is like a bunch of uh, unemployed sort of poor people during the 30s uh, marched from Jarrow to London carrying a petition for the British government requesting the re-establishment of industry in the town following the closure in 1934 of its main employer, Palmer's Shipyard. Uh, it ended up not getting debated in, <laughs> in government, in, in the House of Commons, and they went home believing they had failed, and they did. Did they have oh. to walk home? <laughs> they had to walk home. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's an awful I story. read some of that out. I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> but so I think to tie this in, yeah. he should have been present at the Jarrow March. Oh, that's it. And he's doing it again. Oh my God. Yeah. He's like Captain Tom. As the crow Jarrow flies, March the man yeah. walks. <laughs> <laughs> the Jarrow March was his origin story, and Captain Tom is his end. Do we <laughs> going down ask, to get a spell? Does he have a crow that joins him on the journey? Exactly. And at first he's like going, fuck off to yeah. the mm. crow. It reports back to Zara Man. Who is saying to him, the earth is flat. <laughs> He's like watching him over a big like, yes. crystal ball. He's checking in. So there's like a dual narrative, almost like the I, English patient. Like, I, I like this. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, I'm wondering if the crow could also tell him to fuck off. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 it has, yeah, you know, they, yeah, yeah, they are, yeah. Corbett's very intelligent. I just yeah. feel like it potentially oh, yeah, would yeah. mimic him. Yeah, and, and that yeah. blows his mind because he yeah. doesn't have Google. <laughs> so he's like, a, a crow has never talked. 
yeah. back to me. Like, yeah. I've got to go to London yeah. and show them this crow. He keeps forgetting what the whole <laughs> <laughs> He will tell a crow to fuck off and yeah. crows communicate with each other. Like if you wrong one crow, yeah. they'll talk to each other and you will yeah. become enemy of the crows. But they all walk behind him. And it's, and it's ominous because it's sort of saying this person's, you know, closer than we are to death. Yeah. Mm. And it's followed by a procession of crows who are all walking. None of them are flying. So it's like as the crow flies, but these are all walking. Mm. And they're all man flies, crow walks. Yeah, man yeah. flies. Yeah. The... He keeps saying that to himself. <laughs> <laughs> a crow walks so a man can fly. Yeah. 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 And, and what do you like call that's... an assembly of crows? Yes. Parliament. Um, no. no. <laughs> Very wrong. Okay. Accounting. Yeah. Council. <laughs> a murder of crows. A murder of so crows. So what will this lead up to? Much like Taxi Driver, you see one man <laughs> tested and tested and tested until he By finally explodes. And he goes to London, he gets to Homerton, and he hits someone with a hammer. Cut to black. That's Ooh, cool. yeah. oh, I, I love a hit. Yeah. I, I love a hammer hit fade to black ending. That's yeah, just yeah. 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 And it's the hammer film's hit. Called... Yeah. You hear the noise. <laughs> a slow fade. And then just one final crow going, fuck off. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Closure achieved? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, Do you want me to call your family and tell them it's okay? No, you know, I think they'll just sense it. Okay. They'll be like, he's, I'll send them a clip. He's got a new spring in his step, but he's going to tell so many old men to fuck off. Yeah, yeah somewhere yeah. that nine-year-old uncle's just lying down and he just wakes up. <gasps> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get it. Um, but thank you so much for coming in, Chris. Uh, before we wrap up, is there anything you want to plug? Yeah, I got a new newsletter, which you can read. It's all about um, gaming culture and interviews with some game creators. You can get that by going to gameroom.substack.com. When I read it, it makes me want to play video games. So any advertisers? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. That's available anywhere. Have you guys got anything you want to plug? I'm just surprised none of you have promoted my tour. I just don't know what to do anymore. Uh, this is just uh, incredible. Look, I just think like it's <laughs> a cost of living crisis and people have got to be really picky about what they spend money on. Yeah, I don't want to endorse something that I can't say that was definitely worth the money of a babysitter. Mm. And this ticket controversy about you sort of um, charging up to £300 a ticket. Yeah. I oh just think God. it's obscene. For a meet and greet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you do spell meet, M-E-A-T. And I just, I just think it's nasty. A meet and greet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll endorse that. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do want to come and see Stuart on tour, um, look him up online and you'll see a wonderful show and the prettiest anus in comedy. <laughs> 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 so please remember to rate, review and subscribe. <laughs> and we'll see... for me. <laughs> I will show you my opening <laughs> for you. <laughs> so thanks again for listening. Please remember to rate, review and subscribe and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. That's awful. I didn't know. <laughs> you fucked it. That was a one opportunity. Ah. Oh.